Welcome to NFLMAO. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. It's so fun to cut these when we do morning pods because I'm like, I go back and I'm like firming up the beginning and I'm like, it's just, I'm not even in a bad mood right now, but it's just like, you're just not quite awake. I'm a lifeless fuck, like absolutely lifeless. So like anybody that makes it to the midway point to the end, like they're going to get a whole, a whole new world. Like by the time I get to the end, I'm like, oh, he's so animated. Who is this guy? I want to hang out with him. I want to listen to his podcast. Yeah, I'm always slightly more caffeinated than you in the early goings. Uh, So I I hope I bring a little bit. Yeah, I do have hours ahead of you, but I definitely don't wake up like that much earlier than you do time frame difference wise. You know what I mean? (laughs) But uh, for sure, I guess I guess that makes sense. But I mean, but think about it, though. Yeah, time frame. Sure. I guess that's that's a factor. Dude, time zones are so weird. We live in a globe. It's all fake, dude. I think about how it's all fake all the time. It's weird because so many separate people think that everything's a sim- simulation, but they're the focal point. You know what I mean? Uh, like, every- nothing is real except for me because it has to yeah. be. No, I just mean that, like, I wish that, I don't know. I wish that, I was thinking the other day it would be nice if we all just had an agreed upon time, like, instead of all these weird time zones. And it's just, well, if it's, dark at 10 a.m that's where you live like you know what i mean like that would be so fucking stupid i'm not gonna lie i'm sorry i just would always (laughs) be like sorry sorry china you guys don't get daylight no not even you guys live at night not even that they could still do exactly what they're doing you know what i mean they could still do exactly what they're doing it's just not called that time anymore it's just 1 to 24 okay maybe i that's that's how it is in the military like military time so, something to think about. I may have just fixed everything. You're like, everything is from the American point of view, so Americans have it normal in the Midwest, and everywhere else has it different accordingly. You're misconstruing what I'm saying. I know, they, I'm just fucking with you. We can, can cut I, this if you want. <laughs> I don't want to cut it. I think it's a good idea. Like, okay. Uh, but I, but I, see what, I see where you're coming from. That's not what I mean. I just mean... You have a colonial mindset. Let's talk about football. That's what the people are here for. So much of this. Okay, Luke. Yeah. So Case Keenum and the Browns beating the Broncos by three Thursday night last week. Dude, just a just a just a Vikings game. Wait, are we just doing recap for right now? We'll do a little recap. But I was just saying, like, you thought that the Browns were pretenders. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. Here's what's up. It's a Vikings game because you have Stefanski and Keenum versus Bridgewater and all these uh, intriguing storylines for me. So I had a blast watching it. I was calling the Browns pretenders. I'm not suddenly against that because they beat the Broncos. Like, I don't give a fuck about the Broncos. So um, it's solid and it's impressive for Keenum to come in and, 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 and win. And, like, he looked good. There's people saying Did he now, look good? I mean, or did he just look steady? Because, like, it seemed like whenever he tried to push the ball down the field, he was not getting it. Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, look, it's not like his, his game isn't ripe for some nitpicks, but when you're on, like, your however many team and you haven't, and you're whatever age, you know, drafted in the same draft class as, like, Andrew Luck and shit, um, and haven't started in years, and then you come in and, like, like off the bat, like I know everybody scripts their first drive, but you still have to cook. And he was he was cooking. Like that was such a good first drive with Dearness Johnson. Kidding? Yeah, like he picked up Dearness Johnson off of a waivers for fantasy. Well, and, that, and, and that and that man ran for what, like one fifty? 
a lot. He definitely ran for over a hundred, and that first I think drive it's like was one forty six, complete with chunk plays from him. You know, I mean, it's an impressive win. There's people saying now that uh, it's always this speculation. Like the media is never, they don't, they're never sure about Baker, and we're part of it. But now there's like the question being thrown out on shows, like, do you just roll with Case Keenum? And That's so Baker, stupid. No, you don't. And, and Baker is uh, practicing first reps. First, uh, first team reps again. He was yesterday, and he said the same shit. It's like if I think I can go, I'll go. And it's like, this is weird because if you couldn't go last week and your shit is as fucked as people are reporting it is, then why wouldn't? So like, if you don't go this weekend, and you took the all these first team snaps, I think that's fucked because that uh, is like, dumb. Yes, like, because you should because be giving him to case. Give it to case, like, like so that they're you, more prepared. Because. So, because I will agree with like what the media is saying to an extent that like I don't think I don't think the difference between the two is actually that marked like you know what I mean like I don't know if like I get that I get that they have similar body type they're not neither of them are like upper echelon athletes more of like a moxie QB like a timing more, guy like more upside to Baker he's he's still young Baker's he's certainly good. He's more talented improving. yeah the thing is Baker's in a contract year. He understands that like the window is shrinking for to solidify his role on this team in the future. And he's nothing if not tough. Like he's gonna play through injury as long as he's able to. So I do agree um that if he's taking the lion's share of the first team reps where Case Keenum could have been getting them and he doesn't play, that is going to hurt the team. It's gonna hurt the team. They're not gonna be on the same page. They're not gonna get you know, the wide receivers and uh, QB aren't going to be on the same page when it comes to the actual game. But I think he's going to play, and I think he's going to play her, and I think he's going to be the same as he has been the rest of the season, which has been kind of off. That's my most likely outcome. Do you think that they're going to trade Odell before the trade deadline? I mean, everyone's always talking about Odell Beckham getting traded all the time. Like, since his third year in the league. He's always on the trade block. I don't know. Baker arguably plays better when Odell's not in. Is he a distraction? Um, I don't think so off the field. Like he has been before to an extent, maybe a little bit on the field with antics, but like maybe it's his play style and what he's bringing to the table that distracts in terms of like, if he's not getting targets, it's his story or it's a theme or it brings a vibe. You know what I mean? Maybe he, his whole personality attracts attention when it's not a focal point. And they're a running team. I could be wrong, but he seems like he's been a pretty good boy since he's been with like right. That's what I mean. He's been completely good, like on the field and off the field. But I just don't know if like what he brings to the table is a distraction in and of itself. Because if he isn't getting targets, he's Odell Beckham Jr. He's a feed me the rock kind of guy. And years ago, he transcended typical NFL player. Like he's. He's more than that. Like you're so. you ready for the segue of the century? I am. Odell Beckham catched part due. Daniel Jones and the Giants beating the Pretty shit gross. out of the Panthers. What the Pretty fuck gross. happened there, dude? You want to Twenty-five talk about to three. <laughs> well, like we had the Broncos who were three and zero getting beat by. I mean, at least it was a close game by three, but by Case Keenum. You had the Panthers going three and zero. Now they're three and four and getting their asses kicked by a Giants team that's not very good. Yeah, I mean the Panthers, they benched Sam Darnold. 
Yeah, dude. And I know people were like in the stadium that he played for the Jets in. And I'm like, that's true. I feel kind of bad for Sam. I just don't really think he's what got it. What do you feel bad about? Like, I, like look, he, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but um, was I wasn't blown away by homeboy at USC. And so I wasn't impressed with the pick. And I think that he was put in an impossible situation to play to that level of draft pick on the Jets where, A, he shouldn't have been expected to, and B, especially not on the Jets, who the fuck is going to save the Jets? Joe Namath? Like, so, you know what I mean? So, um, I I, I don't know. Like, so when he went to Carolina, you can go back and run the tape, like, uh, like from this summer when when we discussed if he was all of a sudden going to be good. And I was like, I was probably way more negative than I should have been. I was like, fuck no, if I recall. I was like, no, absolutely not. He's not going to. I didn't think he'd be good either. You know what I mean? It was another was person it was it yeah. T that said he was well, T um, was high on was... darnold because of gaze and on wins i can't stand gaze um but yeah, yeah yeah i hear you well he's right about wins in terms of like stats and whatnot. statistics Wentz correct is, yeah um well i mean all of this is just to say like what a quick fall from grace like everyone was talking about how this was a resurgence for him and he's quickly shown that he is turnover prone and I mean, I think it was like halfway through the game. Weren't they already like talking about how they could be in contention to trade for Deshaun Watson? The Panthers, I mean, that is. And that that quickly came out that they said they're not. Um, he has a no trade clause and apparently would only waive it for the Dolphins. However, like you, you, if I'm not mistaken, you invested a second round pick to get Darnold. It's already week eight and he's maybe not even going to start for your team. They might go with PJ Walker who played with rule at temple. Who's actually pretty solid, but I don't know. Like that's not good. No, it's, it's, it's nuts. And without Christian McCaffrey to, to help you along, like you're really in a bad way. I agree with you now. Uh, he is pretty much made out of glass. <laughs> he's Mr. Glass. I, he's an amazing talent uh, when he's healthy um, but there's a lot of people that are amazing talents when they're healthy, not least of which is uh, Mr. Glass's big brother, J.J. Watt. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about him. Uh, <clears throat> I feel I feel weird because... Didn't that come out of nowhere, by the way? It was I'm... like, he has a hurt shoulder, and then like a few seconds later, they're like... Yeah, it was like, it was like, this, it was like within an hour, right? That they were like, he's like, out what? the season. That um, was a very quick turn of events. Yeah, here's the, here is here is the ABC of it all. A, you have the cringy video of this weekend with JJ being like, "How about instead of them just making excuses of why we won, how about we're just fucking better?" And I was like, hyped thing to say to your teammates. I get it, but me just watching, I'm like, eh, that's cringy. I'm a huge JJ Watt fan, so like, whatever. I miss that. I know you sent it, but I must have it was a misunderstood very what was happening. Replayed highlight. It was everywhere. It was like everywhere. You could not escape this this video. Like I must have. Was it a pregame talk? No, it was like at the. It was like he was on the. It was like fourth quarter. Oh, he, he was just yeah. saying it. Like he was just hmm. like yeah. Like, he must have been injured at the time. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, he was. It was like during the game and. I thought that was, you know, fine. The Cardinals are incredible, uh, and he's so excited to be on a, a probably team. not be on the Texans, um, and B, 
uh yeah be on a team that's that's what six and now seven and now now what is it seven and now crazy seven which is incredible they're they're like two wins away from just already being in the playoffs they're balling um i'm really really impressed by it all they're absolutely cooking did you see like have you seen the other highlight that people keep showing where uh fucking kyler like openly laughs before hitting uh deandre it's no i missed all of this probably because they beat the shit out of that team there's like there's like uh there's a clip of um kyler and he gets the ball and you can you just watch his face and you and he it's because uh because deandre's in single coverage he gets the ball and i'll do it for you but he gets it and he's just like looking looking he's like and just like laughs and fucking <laughs> like how we would touch- do it a little joke like, like an inside throws joke. a touchdown like cause he's like because he's like oh it's single coverage it's a touchdown it's fucking hilarious man yeah uh they beat the shit out of the texans i mean like it's fine to say that jj watt but it's literally the texans they're trading their players their sellers right now and they don't even have good players like they're getting rid of mark ingram on his last legs I mean, you can say that, yes, home. you guys are undefeated or whatever, but I don't know if that's the team you should be talking shit about. Well, and then B is, they were like, uh, B, they were like, um, actually, and this was all yesterday, um, he has an eensy baby thing wrong with his shoulder, and then, like, I feel like 45 minutes later, they're like, he's undergoing season-ending, uh, he's having season-ending right. surgery, so... It was crazy. Uh, a couple of, well, another injury was the Patriots versus Jets. Zach Wilson gets rolled up, little gator roll, tweaked his, I, my, I think it was his knee. Don't hold me to that, but I think he's going to be out for a few weeks. Other Best than that, could happen to Mac him. Jones, correct. Not really, but like maybe. Uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots beat the absolute dog shit out of the Jets, 54 to 13. Like there's not really much more to talk about in that. Uh, that, and you know one, what's funny is like that could be like it, you pick a year from like the last like three decades and it's I know the Patriots beat the Jets. It's just crazy. So Mac Jones is going to end up the best rookie QB this season, like bar none. And it's mostly based off the fact that he was obviously the last of the five drafted. And with that comes some protection of being on a better squad. He with has Lamar. a better. He, yeah, he has a better team around him and it's a better fit for his skill set as of right now. Um, he's outplaying what I thought he would. So I'll eat some crow on that. However, still not happy with the offseason narrative surrounding him and Fields. A really weird one was the Titans Chiefs. And looking back on it, I'm actually super pissed that I didn't pick the Titans and you did. Because I was talking to T about it. I'm like, man, I kept talking about how I thought that the Titans would be. He's like, yeah, but Luke actually picked them. And I'm like, wait a minute, did he? And then I ch- bye Taylor bye. <laughs> Aiden said bye babe. I didn't say I bye babe. Let her know I didn't say babe. No, I'm he just didn't kidding. Say babe. <laughs> the Chiefs got whopped, dude. It was so bad. I was my jaw was like on the floor because kind of similar to what happened, foreshadowing to Justin Fields, it was just fucking turnover after turnover after bad play after turnover. Like in in really quick succession, the Titans were always like taking it to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a fundamentally broken team right now. We talked about it last week, and it got shown even more. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea what's going on. 
to be honest with you like do you have doctor doctor give me the news like do you have i mean i kind of said it last week it's like their offensive line is shit, so he's always getting a guy in his face when he throws. His wide receivers aren't fucking catching his passes. He's getting turnovers. He got hurt. He got he got like his legs rolled up at the end of the game, and another dude came in and peeled his fucking cap. So he almost it's like scary. had a concussion protocol. As you look at my cat who wants attention. Hi, kitty. Hi. It, it, She's it, so it, sweet. It's now. scary, man, because like you've just you know sold the farm to have. Mahomes be your quarterback for life and I'm not saying that this is enough to 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 like make you like wary but it's enough to like maybe make your stomach rumble a little like it's enough to have some thoughts creeping in because what are you gonna do like because if the offensive line is like can you afford to do all these things when you've already like with Mahomes' contract you have to hit on draft picks is what you have to do you have to hit on draft picks the thing is, you can talk about, like, goats all you want, and for sure he is a goat-level talent, arm, arm talent-wise, but, like, what did the actual goat do to make his team good every year? What did he do, Luke? He didn't Brady, take the he, money. No, no, no dough. Like, no now, dough the entire time. I mean, Pat isn't married to a Giselle type of, like, wealth, like, you know, a wealthy partner, but, like, when you invest half a bill in a guy and you're relying on three rookie offensive linemen, you have to hit on these draft picks. And I'm not saying they won't become good players, but when is a rookie offensive lineman super super good or exceeding in the league other than like Quentin Nelson? You know what I mean? I mean and that's, that's an interior rare. guard. Like tackle-wise, you don't find very many rookies that come in and wow you. Tristan Wirfs, there's one. They hit, again, with Tom Brady. But that could Remember- be because he gets the ball out so quick. Who knows? Remember when Matt Khalil was an incredible tackle as a rookie and then sucked the rest? (laughs) I liked Matt Khalil coming out of USC. I I did too. And he already had – his brother Ryan was already, like, established, if I'm not mistaken. So you had the bloodline. It's like with Kyle Long coming in, Chris Long was already good. Kyle Long had only played football for, like, two years. He came in and he was, like, a bully. And, like, speaking of that, that's what Chicago and these cold-weather teams need on their offensive line. They need big bullies – that are going to fucking get in your face, and if you ever fuck with the running back or the quarterback, they're going to come in and blow you up. That's what Kyle did all the time. Yeah, I loved Kyle Long. He was a bad man. Back to the Chiefs, like, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen going forward and if they can pick this back up because it looks like not not like a short-term skid thing. It looks like they might get blown the fuck up this year, and they might have to, like, make some big decisions. And I'm not saying Pat-wise – but they might have to like rework that roster a little bit. People would ring chase with the Chiefs. Don't get me wrong. Like people would take veterans would take less money to go play there. But well, to ring chase, you have to not drop like a bunch of games. Like to ring chase, you have to be a Super Bowl team. Are the Chiefs just because they were the last two years doesn't mean they are this year. And so right, far, but I I think the, the narrative around them from the league like at large is that they are like a contender because they've been there the last three years. Like, yeah, they're having a skid, but I think it's mainly due to a couple factors. And if most of it is offensive linemen or a just absolute shit poor defense, I wouldn't be surprised either at the trade deadline or in the off season for some veterans that, that want to get a ring to come in. You know what I mean? So too early to hit the panic button in KC. Yeah, it's getting there though because this they're under five hundred. 
they have time to pick it back up, but it doesn't look like a team that's going to hit a stride anytime soon. They want to be the most, cratering right now. The most damning thing about all of it is like you can still win with all of it, but the new the newest development is Mahomes' turnovers. It's like when did that start happening? That was what you that was what a lot of people thought would happen when he came out of high school or sorry, out of college, including me. I was like, okay, this Favre gunslinger with an unreal arm, that's he's just going to get turned turn over the ball all the time. Of course he will. And it just didn't happen. And now it now it is. And that could be anomalous. But it could be some catching up due to the surrounding cast. Who knows? We can move on, though. But it's just that's one of the biggest talking points is the Chiefs. And like I've mentioned before, the the reporters and the media at large is going to latch onto this if they keep playing bad and they are going to be milking it, just milking the content to you. Absolutely. I don't blame them. We will, too. Washington football team. Lost to the Packers 24-10. Competitive at first, but then Aaron got his towards the end. This Washington football team on the field has been a letdown this season, especially on defense, but even more so off the field, this Washington football team's organization, if you want to talk about that a bit. Well, so we had Gruden uh, very promptly get removed um, because of emails that came out as in he a should. leak, of course, totally. Uh, in a leak from like a Washington football team, yada yada. But meanwhile, there's also like the report, the like the, from the investigation of the Washington football team conducted by the National Football League, and the decision was made by Goodell to not publish publicly those findings or or the content therein from the report so that kind of i don't know red fishy or annoying to some uh and like mark davis uh who uh, you know owner of the raiders who previously was like very pissy about the nfl and the way um they went about the gruden thing um which you know, whatever. He's like, at, remember when he was like, ask the NFL, they have all the answers and stuff. And I was like, well, relax, dude. You're, that you're just talking. reminds me of Finding Nemo. Fishy, fishy, yeah. just shaking the bag. Why are mm-hmm. you leaking? Like literally. So uh, it's it's much like that. And and so now Mark Davis is like, well, you should publish that. That's not fair. And there's even like people that are from within the Washington football team's organization that are in the report that are like, well, don't name us. We don't want you to name us still, but you should publish the findings. There is like, so you know, much I mean, more to this, and I like, think everyone knows it. And, you know, we've been getting uh, bits of of disgusting little pieces of what's been happening within that dumpster of an organization uh, for years now with, like, you know, there's let's – send, let's send nude photos of our cheerleaders around. Let's fucking uh, – I mean, of, co- of course, there's the whole having to change your name to the Washington football team because, you know, you didn't listen to people saying it was probably a bad idea to have the other name for so long. I mean, like, it's just like one thing after another over there. And, and all, uh, worst of like, damning don't... of all, damning of all, maybe, is that if you're a team in the National Football League, is that you suck at football. Yeah. I mean, literally, to most people, that is the biggest thing. A lot of people don't give a fuck, especially about when they're making the money, you know, when they're higher ups in the league. But like on top of it, if you're going to have like a racist team name, 
Like, there are others, like, the Indians. Like, okay, that's, like, not good. But, like, when you call yourself what they used to call... Like, that is such a slur on its face. At face value. Like, how how could that ever be in consideration unless you're just, like, a fucked up society? I know. It's the weir- the weirdest part. Like, it was so... It felt so... You know, and who the fuck are we? We're too... It was you know, normal straight, because straight that's dudes, what it was. But- at the I time. agreed. Well, and it was historic. They were like, "This is this is a founding team of the NFL. We're not changing it." But but I'm saying like, how fucked, how fucking awful and symbolic was it that that was also like in Washington D.C. Like it's like the nation's yeah, capital. Yeah, Like you know what I mean? Like it's just like cool. You guys don't even realize the sick, sinister joke that is. But whatever. Maybe they do, and they're just pieces of shit. But whatever, whatever, whatever. I think. More I'm needs the to one come that out wants everybody. Now. I want. I'm the one that wants everybody to be on the same clock. So I'm the piece of shit. <laughs> we got to hold people accountable. I want more to come from that. I think people are trying to cover some shit up with it. Um, oh, Falcons, without a doubt. Falcons end up beating the Dolphins, thirty to twenty-eight. Falcons are, you know, they've strung together a few wins after starting really poorly. Kyle Pitts is finally getting utilized, and now he's like on a rookie tight end record-setting pace, pretty much. Um, also another big notable storyline is the fact that the Dolphins, when they came in this year, looked super competitive on paper. They're now one in six and it's not just rumblings. It's loudspeaker that two is out and Deshaun Watson's like going to be traded for trade deadlines, (laughs) November 2nd. Go ahead, Luke. Did you hear what Tua said, uh, yesterday? They were like, I, um, I might have, they were like, uh, Tua, do you, do you feel wanted uh in, in miami and he was like kind of laughed he's like um i mean I, I don't not feel wanted yes was, i did see that it was funny. yeah i feel bad for him to an extent but he he's not very good straight up no, i'd take him i'd take him let him let, let him let him be kirk's heir apparent in a couple of years i'd take him anywhere to be a backup and learn don't get me wrong but that's not the that's not the thing he was a tank for, like i always say the reason why he fell so quickly was because he was regarded so highly i never regarded him you that highly in college you can't play watson though they cannot start watson they cannot do it i know they right. can but they cannot I don't think that they should, and I think they would try to, especially if you trade a bunch of capital to get. I dude, that's so confusing. How is, is how is so that slimy. even how it? There's a lot of sliminess this season. How is that even possible? Like, how has there not been anything to happen? And I know it's because everything's well, pending. Goodell still, but said. Like, Goodell said, like as recently as this weekend, that um, that it doesn't. There's not enough that meets the criteria to put him on the commissioner exempt list. How? Um, that's what he said. I don't know, man. He's everybody's favorite right now. Goodell. Whatever. Know. We'll see what happens with that. Trade deadline is quickly approaching. It will be here on before, next Tuesday before uh, we by, re- record again. By the time we record, trade deadline will have happened and expect shit to pop off. Um, yes. Additionally, lucky. last week's slate of games were actually for the first time kind of lopsided as opposed to a bunch of really close ones. So yeah, a lot of people are saying like overtime field goals. Yeah. A lot of people were saying it was a worst week of football. I wouldn't necessarily say that the college slate also wasn't that great admittedly, but one of the best storylines of the weekend, one I desperately wanted to pick, but I didn't have the nuts Bengals beating the shit out of the Ravens, a very good Ravens team to take the lead in the division. I wouldn't have called it. Beat them um, badly, Luke. 41-17. Let, let me hit you with a midseason 
fuck up, and I've kind of already touched on it earlier in the year, but I really thought that the Bengals should have drafted offensive line, and I really thought that since they didn't, Burrow was going to be just just a piece of candy glass. Um, having such a gruesome injury his rookie season, I was wrong because he's durable. I was wrong because Jamar Chase is phenomenal. Um, and holy fuck, do do these do these fucking Bengals look awesome? And it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's not like, it's not, it's not the craziest thing in the world because you know Marvin Lewis consistently uh, put out a decent Bengals squad. Um, yeah. Andy Dalton held down a Bengals squad. Like that was a Chad, wild card squad every year. You know, Chad Johnson and Carson Palmer. That was a nice Bengals squad. Like, um, so it's it's happened. Um, but the real test will be all right. If you go to the playoffs, that's been done. But you have to win in the playoffs. So it's step Ooh, by step. And Burrow's would... not looking. Burrow's not looking to skip any steps. He's he's putting. In he's the work. not scared. I would argue that that is. Man. I get where you're coming from, but that's like, that's jumping ahead a lot because obviously this team, a little bit. So like they had a lot of consistency, but like we talk about a lot back in the day, teams tended to be like middle of the road a lot. Like we're one or two pieces away. So the Bengals were always like competing for a wild card or in the wild card. I think the expectations coming into this year was they would be a top, they were, they were going to be a top five pick again. You know what I mean? So I'm saying they are very ahead of schedule. So, like, I get where you're coming from in a historical context. I'm just saying, <clears throat> sure. It's it's riveting. I've already eaten shit on it. I, you're yeah. right. Like, this is more of, like, a projection. They're, like, they're astoundingly ahead of schedule. Like, yes, they just beat with, with a team 100%. that could go to the, like, AFC championship game. Allow me to revise. I'm not saying, like, you need to go to the Super Bowl this season. I'm just saying, like... Yeah. I'm just saying, like, awesome. It'll be great if you guys turn it around and make the playoffs. But the ne- you're right. I am go- getting ahead of myself. But I just mean, like, so this is awesome and impressive. But I just mean that, like, I want more from, like, yeah. Burrow and Chase and, like, these Bengals. Like, they they need to cross, like, the threshold that Marvin Lewis is awesome, if not slightly average to above average era, uh, couldn't quite do and that will be that will change the narrative around the fucking whole organization the whole franchise and ohio football is back baby like with i cleveland like ohio being, football like, with cleveland i mean <clears throat> with place of football cincinnati has a great nfl team right now and an exceptional college football team right now with luke fickle at the helm i actually i think i called it the birth it's not the birthplace i think michigan actually uh might be the birthplace the but- birthplace of football yeah, it's either it's either Ohio or or Michigan because um, I don't think it's Michigan. I know Rutgers was the birthplace of college football, mm-hmm. and I think the Bears were the inaugural NFL team. But I mean, I don't know what the first football was. Where it well, was. I uh, I I I think since the the Hall of Fame's in Ohio, I think that that's the that's where it's that's where it's all about. I I don't know. I also don't know if the Bears were the inaugural team. Like, like the Decatur Staley's were a founding team, but I, okay, I'm not, maybe I was wrong. I'm not. Uh, well, we can we can go down that road. Um, regardless, you looked like you were about to go fill up your coffee mug. 
I was about to. I could tell. Um, I saw the little lean back in the chair. Well, because you were you were on a bit. You were waxing. Oh, I can talk. I can talk about the Bengals. uh, No, but I love it. I I just mean that. I just mean that. Okay, so I hope that they can continue on this uptick. And two years from now, I hope that there are they are a Bengals team that can play for AFC championships. That would be fun. Wouldn't that be crazy? <clears throat> yeah, so that, I'll, that I'll talk be, a bit if you want to go do oh, that That real could quick. be me overstepping, and I can hear you in my ear. Yeah, so the thing about this is it's the narrative has quickly shifted from can you keep Joe Burrow's legs from being disintegrated into dust and keep him alive to what can they accomplish? And I think that's crazy that that storyline completely shifted. I don't think the sentiment that they should have drafted an offensive lineman over a wide receiver in the offseason is wrong. I still think they should have took Panay Sewell with what we knew at the time. That said, Jamar Chase is on a historical trajectory right now. And the things that he's doing in these NFL games and making them look so easy are just jaw dropping. He's catching a quick slant because they're trying to take over. They're trying to take uh, the deep play out of it because he's shown that he can beat any team going deep. And he takes the fucking quick slant, absorbs a hit, spins and then just his acceleration just takes it the rest of the way for like 80 yards so not only is joe on the same page not only is joe one of the kind of cerebral qbs that can dissect the defense not only is he pinpoint accurate on these deep balls it's okay not only is he like pinpoint accurate but like everything is galvanizing and meshing at just the right time the offensive line is holding up better joe understands his timing and the coaching staff is probably taking his on-field input, which not every coaching staff does, a la Bears. And they're designing things that are getting the balls to the playmaker. They have Joe Mixon, and they had like P. Ryan doing well. Their running attack is okay, being opened up by this wide-open passing game. T. Higgins is good. Tyler Boyd is good. C.J. Uzama is spectacular. He's out of nowhere become one of the best tight ends. Oh, Luke, did you know it was National Tight Ends Day? Sorry, I know you're busy, but they only mentioned it like 65 times last Sunday. It was really kind of annoying. They were pretty excited about that. So everything's clicking. And correct me if I'm wrong, but have I not mentioned like multiple times waxed poetic that this Bengals defense is nothing to fucking scoff at? They're like a good defense. You have. Uh, And, you know, it's, it's, it's not... We're still like around the midway point. So, you know, things could change, but I'm, I'm at least gonna, um, eat some shit on Burrow. And you know, I think they played the Jets this week, Luke, just so you're aware. I told you they had a bunch of really bad teams and a couple good ones and they almost beat, they almost beat Green Bay and they beat the Ravens. I keep remembering him throwing three consecutive passes that were interceptions against. That was anomalous. That just like, that doesn't happen to anybody. I know. And, and I'll take beat, it. They beat the they 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 beat the Vikings. Um and the Vikings are I'm sorry, but the Vikings uh, Yeah, not very good, I know. No, I don't know, man. We've we took nah. Arizona we took Arizona to the ropes and uh and uh we're back to five hundred I don't know. Do you want to talk about any more? Do you want to keep uh, the Bengals, I mean, or do you want to burn through a couple of these other ones? No, I just want to say that, like, I think my reservation... Oops, I hit the mic. I think my reservations about Burrow were um, just based on, like, show it to me, because he was always talking confidently and always being calm and cool and stuff, but, like... And, I yes, he won a national title, but I was like, you got to have to show it to me in the NFL. And 
he is now and like <laughs> yeah sound and and he sounds like tom brady in interviews and stuff so i'm like all right well this is the coolest guy alive um not so. only that everything he does is the correct thing like yeah, when he took his great. when he did his heisman speech he talked about like food insecurity in central ohio and oh, got bro, a bunch of heisman donations there was he very is, pure he is a ally to african-americans and he's not afraid to take stances you know what i mean he smokes cigars and looks cool as fuck after he wins big games like he is a very likable guy, very calm. He had a comment like, you can't zero me. And it was like a PFF stat, like against zero blitz. He is like a 93 like QB rating or something, the highest in the NFL. I heard him saying, You can't like, zero me. I heard him say like uh, there was like a roughing call he didn't get. And he's like, when I'm the, he said to Chris Collinsworth, he's like, when I'm the goat, I'm going to get that call. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's true. If you're Tom Brady, you get that call. If you're if you're Pat, even oh you probably God. get that call most of the time. Oh, you're cool. I like you know I've already been a fan. I have a jersey even before well, I have you're a, Justin you're Fields a Burrow jersey. and a Bengals fan. But That's true. I'm I'm coming around to give you some acknowledgement. I say that they're my version of of uh, T's Indianapolis Colts, and he's like, ah, I have liked them since I was five years old. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you, dude. yeah. You can't just claim. You can't just suddenly like T T is committed. To the two-team lifestyle, and he's taking a lot of shit for it. You can't I'm not a two-team like, guy. I have uh, one Bengals thing, but I they're a team I gladly watch and root for when my team's not playing them, and even a little bit when my team is playing them. Ugh. Ugh. My team, <laughs> Anywho. My team had a bye week, so that's why I had time to pay attention to Burrow and stuff. Rams beat the Lions after Goff showed a little bit of moxie early on and kept it close. We undersold what an interesting matchup this was going to be. And a good storyline. Really stupid about it when I was watching it. And granted, we've been busy, but I'm like, how the fuck did I not sit here and be like, oh my God, it's Goff versus fucking Stafford in different jerseys. Like, how was I not? Oh God. Like, what an amazing, on paper, that's a beautiful thing. And it was interesting to watch. Um, I think McVeigh is, ugh. but <laughs> You don't like I, McVeigh. I don't. Like, you, you want to have a personality... I like the a guy on the other side of the of this of the field. The the guy I like Dan, he is certainly I more Dan interesting. Campbell. I want some Dan Campbell in my life. I love that fucking guy. Um, the still playing ahead. well. I I feel bad for them. I was wondering what you thought about like the idea of like I've been hammering home that that they're buying into like this culture. But what happens when you're zero and seven and haven't got one? Like, do you think people keep it up? Like, I mean, I. I think so. I think they've shown that they're going to have a really bad year. They're obviously in rebuild mode. They're acquiring picks and all that. But they're fighting really well every week, even against good teams. I think they continue to fight. I think they eke out a couple. But this is a team in transition. And I think this is exactly what you want to see in this type of situation. You want a team that is going to continue to fight even when they're down. You know what I mean? Because the best case scenario in a rebuild is to do bad enough to get the high picks and all that, but also be competitive and play well enough that it doesn't, it, you know, it's not an indication that they're like a team that's packed it in because they are fighting and he is saying the right things and he is passionate, certainly interesting in the post game pressers, but I mean, the Rams are six and one. The fact that you even kept it close at the beginning is a huge like compliment to that team. I think. For sure. 
Yeah, they've been playing everybody nice. I've been really impressed. You, I mean, you could have a Browns team in the past that's losing all their games really bad and it looks like everyone's pissed off and doesn't know what the fuck they're doing except Joe Thomas. Or you can have a team that's 0-7 right now who's giving it all they have. I think that's the, yeah. the, the more desirable outcome. There's upside to this to this uh, to this team. Because if yeah, you it's gonna... if you have a culture like that and you have young guys like hopefully Okuda can put it together, who's injured, hopefully Sewell continues to ascend, and you get a couple early first round picks on top of that. If you have that culture already established on a rebuilding team, I think that's going to be very beneficial in the long run. Do you think Goff's the guy? No, of course not. Ugh, of course not. Oh, I think he was included as a contract dump. It was. It's not like a Brock Osweiler trade proportions, but it was almost like we fucked up and gave this guy way too much money. We need him off the books to even get like Stafford. So he's got to be included. You have to take him. That's what it felt like. I think they'll cut ties with him as soon as possible. Really? I mean, it's just, yeah. I, I understand them giving it a crack. It's like the same thing with Carolina and Darnold a bit where you're like, well, there's value in this guy was a first round draft pick quarterback. So it, it the first it, overall pick. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, that's not something that you want to skip over without giving it a shot. But you, you think that there's nothing there like no and mcveigh felt the same way pretty vocally when he was a ram too so i hear you Goff Goff has skill he can spin it he throws a pretty ball however he's not going to make anything happen with his legs and if you get him off of his spot he's shown to not be very good and to break under pressure from the defense let's do it for joe you remember that? Let's do it for joe yeah (laughs) all right i took the eagles after some uh waffling last week however they lost to the raiders who are five and two pretty good i think they're leading their division and playing well after gruden's ousting uh i didn't really watch too much of that one to be honest i don't know if you have anything to say about it not great for the sirianni led eagles especially because they're over watering those plants that they're growing talk about that yeah, dude, that guy's the king of saying the weirdest shit but apparently in one of the pressers he's like yeah we're trying to grow roots you know, like once these roots start getting stronger and spread and you just got to water the plant. And that's what I'm telling the guys. You got to wa- water it every day. And I'm like, you don't water your plants every day, bucko. It's the first rule in horticulture. You oh, overwater it when you do that and then you like get mold. Just, he sounds like just a total hippie. He was just super baked and went into a presser. Like, yeah, I think man. that's probably the case. I'd rather oh, have man. that than a, than a coked out gaze, but he is a goofball. Very much so. That's the kind of guy you don't want to be your coach during a rebuild, by the way. I would much rather have a Dan Campbell type than a Sirianni type. You know what I mean? You don't – like what I'm saying is when you go through the rebuild, what you don't want is the placeholder head coach. You want a guy that's going to suffer the lumps while building a culture so that when you get the good players, you don't have to fucking start over again. You know what I'm saying? You get some – you get some – some 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 sharp thinkers around Dan Campbell and all of a sudden you know it's people like the Bengals and the Browns right now like we were just talking about they make it all seem possible they were cellar dwellers for so long like the Lions should look to those organizations and be like emulate that if we do what they did we can do that too it's it's now fact I mean Michigan is a similarly poor free agent destination when you compare it with like Ohio, it's not like a South beach. It's not in LA, but 
They have a dome. They have an indoor practice facility, which the Bengals do not. Like, they have the prerequisites to put together a good team in the Midwest. I might be biased, but you're in a pretty fucking tasty, uh, tasty division. Because, like... Yeah, the the best division. Like, you're playing against... Regardless, you're playing against the Packers, who are consistently one of the best teams in the league. Um, You're playing against... I'm seeing the sunrise behind you, and it's gorgy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, and you're playing against, um, the bears uh, who, you know, historic organization. And then the Vikings who are consistently <laughs> pretty decent. Um, no, I'm just trying to skip over cause I'm like, you know, but I'm just saying like you yourselves as the lions are like an old timey squad. And I like the, the energy that Dan Campbell's bringing to that. They're like, we have a lot of you. focus when we brainstorm doing this podcast. My first indication was like, we should do an NFC North only because we know more about it. And because we do. I, and you know what? So there's, there's obviously going to be more focus on the NFC North because it is the most important thing to us. And likely our listeners who would be in this general area for the most part, but it's all to say we want all the teams in the NFC North to be good. There's been times in our life when that's been the best division, like in football, the most competitive. I want every team top to bottom to have a shot. It makes it a lot more fun. You see the Lions like every Thanksgiving day. You know what I mean? They're one of those teams. Like, so it's a historic team. I think going forward, I've been pleasantly surprised with what I've seen from Campbell, even though he's kind of a goon. We've talked a lot about him. The neck, but if you have something, but if that's what I'm saying, no, just but like, uh, just to reiterate, if you get if you get some like if you get like a Kevin Stefanski who was an OC for the Vikes before he's a wizard in Cleveland or something like that, you get like a mind like that for Dan Campbell to like work with and Dan Campbell's doing like the legwork and heavy lifting of like you said, like building the, the, the new walls of like what this Detroit lions organization is going to be. But then you get some like geniuses if you can and draft well. And it's, yes, it sounds like a perfect cocktail and those don't always happen, but I don't know, man, like Detroit is capable of it and we're not, I don't think we're crazy to think this. No. And also important to note to kind of go back again. Yes, the Eagles suck, but they have three like top projected top 10 picks right now in the draft. Uh, so that would be a probably quicker rebuild, even though the Lions, I believe, have two. It's just the Eagles have them like all in the top 10. So I'm going to talk a bit about the Bears Buccaneers. I would like to not talk about the game. I'd like to talk about just like kind of the interesting storylines like Mike Evans handing the 600th TD ball to a fan, which led to him trading it for like a whole bunch of shit, including a whole Bitcoin. Like, yeah, that's cool. Um, You know, Tom going to a kid that said you helped me beat cancer or I can't remember exactly what it was um, making his his life really cool. You know, those things don't tend to be storylines. If the team that they're playing isn't getting absolutely decimated at like a cellular level, you know, because uh, it wasn't even competitive. So what happens is a lot, a lot of things colliding at once. You have Justin Fields, who I am very high on. I've loved him. I think he is a talent for some reason being like the Carson Wentz turnover machine. You have play calling that's not doing him any favors. You have the worst offensive line in the NFL. You have a team that's getting decimated by COVID right now. So their starting right tackle was a fourth stringer called Lashavia Simmons, who got benched for Alex Bars from Notre Dame like halfway through the game. 
it was so bad, Luke. You saw it was just basically every 10 minutes was like, oh, my God, because every time the Bears came back on offense, it was an interception or a strip sack. So I don't know why Justin is getting strip sacks so often. He's obviously not fucking holding the ball correctly. He doesn't have two hands on it. So that's mm, one thing. That's not how these strip sacks are working, man. Like this is some of them are when he's throwing, but like, dude, he's getting hit from behind a lot and strip sacking it. How many QBs have you seen, including like Dalton, that when they get hit from behind, they still are holding the ball, so it's not a strip sack? Tell me I'm wrong. Here's it's the not. Thing. They're not. Yes. I but have more to say, but obviously they're hacking his arm. Like they're doing it perfectly. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I've never seen anything like this. I've never it's seen so anything bad. Like it. I've never seen anything like it. That was like a that was like playing like a game of Mad with the sliders all fucked. Like he's had way, two of them, dude. He was getting absolutely fucking destroyed. Like I think it's 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 hard for me to put. Justin Fields getting strip sacked when he's getting smacked and arm hacked from behind on him as as much as it is for me to put it on your awful offensive line. I've right, I'm I like, get that. I'm just hell? I that's what I mean. But all I'm saying is I've seen so many QBs getting their arm hacked and still holding on to the football, especially when they've been getting hit every play before that and they know it's coming. It just seems like he's playing loose with the ball in the pocket. That's all I'm saying. He gets Fair. strip sacked at a very high clip. As opposed to just sacked, which what does that do? That puts Tampa Bay within our side of the field every like every possession. So oh, they're I getting mean, points every five seconds. Oh it was pushed, like historically bad again. The funny thing is, Khalil Herbert's like an actual dude. He came in for the first guy to run for over a hundred on Tampa Bay's defense this season. He's looking like a more than capable replacement of David Montgomery right now. However, we have nothing cooking on offense when it comes to the passing game. Allen Robinson's just sucking ass. Darnell Mooney's dropping passes, which he hasn't done before. Cole Komet is a fucking dumpster fire at tight end. He is not good. He is dropping passes. He's doing the wrong things. I've been high on Cole Komet, but he's starting to like really sour me on him. He's just not playing well. And some of this is due to the, um, I keep forgetting what this word is, when the being on the same page, not not continuity. Uh, you build it in the off season. What's the word I'm looking for? Rapport. Not rapport. We'll we'll get to it. Anyway, Fields didn't. I thought of it. I couldn't think of the word earlier either. Fields ha- didn't take first team reps in the off season, so he isn't on the page with all of his pass catcher catchers. Like nothing's going right. When you have a game like you did against the Browns, it's already like, okay, we should strip this down. This is not good. Matt Nagy doesn't know what he's doing. And then you have this game with a team that's dealing with COVID, including the head coach. And of course, I hope they're all okay. But that said, like, this team is a dumpster fire right now. Everyone's fucking talking about it. You have still images of Fields on the sideline, just like slumped, just depressed. He's getting broken. We need to tear it down and we need to be sellers at the trade deadline. And Nagy should have been fired already. There's no way he should be the head coach. He's out of his league. He's had like three years and two top like top pick quarterbacks. One the second pick they traded up for. One the 11th pick they traded up for. You've had way more than enough chances, dude. It's over. More You're done. pretty much anybody ever gets. Than anybody ever. You've had you two to- top QB picks. And you yeah, not only could you not do anything with them in a passing game, you you actively like broke them at a at a core level. Like he's gonna break Justin Fields. 
Tell me I'm wrong. Like, I don't know. I mean, deal, er, dude. Nagy's a shit coach who's getting buoyed I'll by defense. I'll give you Nagy's a bad coach. I don't know if Fields is as breakable as you might be implying. I'm a I, huge. I'm probably the biggest Fields fan, but when you get hit that many times, it's hard to this. He's on pace for the David Carr season in Houston. With oh, 76 I know he's sacks sacked all the time. I just mean physically for sure, but I just don't think you're going to mentally break him just yet. Like I think I think this guy is I really believe in Justin Fields to be honest with you. And I know you do too. Um I I just think that you're right. It is about it's high time to to move away from Nagy and and build around your future and that is Yes. Fields. So. I know that you're saying, and I get where you're coming from, and a lot of people would think this way. We've been to the playoffs a few times. Nagy's record overall is a winning record. However, you have one of the oldest rosters top to bottom, right? You have an aging defense, and a lot of guys are getting paid a shit ton of money. And yes, at times they've been playing very well, especially Quinn with a resurgent year, and Mac has been okay. I don't know if you heard, Mac got like he's been dealing with a nagging foot injury apparently he may not play this weekend some people are saying maybe he's gonna go to ir alan robinson is our guy that we almost gave a contract to he sucks this year Our like everything is bad you have a couple core pieces you need to keep those core pieces and strip down the rest and start over because you you have a really really top heavy roster when it comes to salaries and they're old and you got to get rid of them and you try to, you got to get capital yeah. for it. Yeah. Hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully that's the path it goes. Um, and in, in the meantime, uh, Fields can stay healthy because he is getting, my God. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets injured. And he's almost been injured a few times already. And he plays through pain, but he's getting hit in the most horrendous ways. It's not good. Like, it's, it's really upsetting to see as an Ohio State and Bears fan. I'll be he honest. Needs to, I think he just needs to know now. I mean, it sucks, but if that's if that's your offensive line, he needs to know that he either needs to immediately throw or tuck. Immediately throw or tuck if it's a pass play. And that's I'd rather suck. yeah, I'd rather him try to run it more often. I think that it's a good indication when you have someone of his athleticism still looking to pass after that many hits because that's what you want. You want a guy to run to throw. But however, what have we seen from so many first round r- rookie QBs that's that they tend to lean on their legs because they're that's adjusting sense. and the and yeah. that's how they know, take RG3 if you're going to get hit year, at least but... it's on your terms you know what i mean yeah, cuz you're yeah. going to be deciding <laughs> yeah it is what yeah. it is man uh, it's one thing to get super invested in your team and lose and it's another to get embarrassed on national television and have romo arguably the worst commentator as of right now, just making fun of your team the whole time. So, I mean, it is what it is. That's where we're at right now. Uh, super depressing. We have a fuckload of good teams coming up, so it's not going to, it's not going to get any better. I think maybe the worst team we have the rest other than the, than the Lions may be the Vikings twice and they're not a bad team. So we'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if Daniil and Everson just absolutely fuck up fields. Um, uh, night let's game. Say, <clears throat> let's say we have about 20 minutes left. Gotcha. Night game. Colts beat the 49ers. Wentz, you know, he's doing a little bit better than we thought. I don't have too much to say other than the 49ers being two and four 
is just not what I expected. Almost of the same proportion as the Dolphins being like one in five right now or one in six no, or whatever. I wouldn't have probably called either. Uh, that was a that was a brutal game to watch. It was pouring rain. And like, there was a lot of storms both, this weekend. They both kind of suck. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was like, it wasn't like, who am I? Ugh, I had it on, of course, but I was just like this. Well, we can lump these two together. So the Colts game and the Saints game on Monday night against the Seahawks, those are very similar. Both of them were sloppy mud pies, a lot of rain, kind of. Um, I mean, the Colts game had a lot more turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, but it just wasn't very entertaining, either of them, in my opinion. Well, you have... Uh, no offense to Gino, but <clears throat> he's not Russ. And then you have Jameis, who, if if you're talking to me and Aiden in the preseason and beginning of the season, we're like, oh my god, and now he is like, such a character. Did you see him now, high five every single person on that team before the game I started? I didn't. Okay, but sorry. Now <laughs> it's kind of like things are kind of just evening out a little, and it's like these Saints are kind of weird. But I'm really happy that brought uh, Mark Ingram home. I'm really pleased about that. That's that really is nice. cool. I still like the Saints. I think they're good. I think Jamie's is solid. Dude, he's just, dude, he's so much different in personality type than Drew Brees. And I love that. And dude, he was standing in the tunnel and he was like, I'm being very expressive and just like dapping up. I mean, every single person from player to staff. (laughs) Yeah, they can't see this. We don't have any video, but he was being hilarious. So let's get to this week's picks. Cool. Tonight is going to be a really good game. Uh, I have a couple errands I have to run Fuck, when D gets so off work. I'm so excited. It's tonight. This is a great I'm gonna, matchup. I know. This oh is to say God. I'm going to hurry on those uh, errands as quick as possible because I don't want to miss any of this great game tonight of Green Bay at Arizona, mm. which J.J. Watt is not playing, but it's still going to be a great game. I mean, J.J. Watt isn't what you're turning on the Cardinals to see. That's like that's that's just a, a, a delicious cherry on top you can just pluck if you want. Like, mm-hmm. you're tuning in to see this fucking electric offense, the likes of which uh, even had, like, Randy Moss singing praises. Did you watch any of the Monday night pre- uh, pregame? I don't believe so, no. Randy Moss, dude, was, like, was like he, blown away. And if you, if you blow away Randy Moss you know that's that's saying something that means your offense is absolutely fucking electric yeah uh, i say wearing week another week with my moss jersey from t uh, i noticed um, that a repeat wear it's just very comfortable um, luke usually flexes and wears a different jersey every week but hey t take that to heart um i mean it's just my god their poetry in motion but these undefeated cardinals going against uh the packers who could definitely beat them? Like, but, but, Devonte Adams is out from COVID, and then isn't Lazard, 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 isn't he Lazard. also out? I believe COVID? so. I've, I've got the Cardinals 100% in this. Oh my God, man. Especially when they don't have Devonte Adams. Like, once you hear that, I'm already out. Because that offense has proven, like, yeah, they got Tunyon and stuff, but, like, Without Devontae Adams, they are much more beatable. Is that your cat? No, they're just an annoying ass like fucking truck outside. Um, do you sorry, want me to do something about that? I'll, yeah, take that's care it. Uh, Arizona for me. Green Bay. Okay, I like because that. I need. I, I'm ten behind. I need to catch up. Me and Luke both had nine correct last week. I think. I think this is where Arizona drops one, because Aaron Rodgers. Like Brett Favre it's at, before it's him. It's at Arizona. 
I'm aware of that. Oh, the home field advantage at fucking F- University of Phoenix Stadium. Yeah, but it's a dome, and I'm saying it's much different than if it were at Green Bay at Lambeau outside. That's different. That's what I'm saying, and it's let, a more neutral let, let area. My point, my point is that like far before him, that dude, it doesn't matter who the receivers are. He can spread it the fuck around and get it to anybody. And, you know, it's going to be a little 2012 action out there when he hits a uh, fucking, what's it, I can't Randall hear. Cobb. Yes, Randall Cobb's back, baby. He's going to be dealing to Cobb. He's going to be dealing to everybody. The run game is going to be working. And, yes, of course, of course Kyler can hit DeAndre. Of course um, the offense is going to ball. But I think if you're going to drop one, because it's not like they're going to fucking go undefeated. They're just not. So if you're going to drop one, it might be to the one loss Packers with the reigning MVP uh, at quarterback. Good point. Uh, I still have Arizona in this. For the Sunday slate, we have Carolina at Atlanta. Uh, That's a little tough because I'm not super high on Atlanta. And at the same time, this Carolina team's like imploding, even though they started 3-0. So it is tough. Um, Do you know if Darnold is starting or if it's going to be Walker? I don't. I, I assume they go back to Darnold. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take Atlanta in this because That's they're also ascending. What I'm doing. Yeah, I'm also going to. Um, just like as you said, they're on different paths right now. Miami at Buffalo. I don't even know if there's a debate to be had here. Nah, it's got to be Buffalo. Buffalo. I'll say it for the record, but obviously. San Francisco at Chicago. I hope this is a good game. It's at home. If things don't go well, it's going to be bad. You know how the Bears fans are. I've got San Francisco, and I'm not happy saying it. I think this Bears team is about to go on like a really bad like slide the rest of the season. I have Chicago. Who I'm NFC North born and bred this week. Who who who's gonna sack Fields this week? Is it like Nick Bosa? Yeah, okay. Fuck. Who's arguably uh, a better pass rusher than anybody he went against from Tampa Bay. Well, maybe Bosa. not. Shaq is really Bosa. good. I was like, is he is he hurt? He's usually hurt, isn't he? And then he I, played all last week. Oh, uh, fuck. He's um, incredibly good at football. Yeah, but they can't figure their shit out on offense, man. They really You already can't. said San Francisco, my friend. I know. I, I'm rooting, I'm saying San uh, I'm saying Chicago I wins. I want Chicago to win. I think they do win. Um, I think they do win at home. They just played the Packers at home. Uh, bitter, bitter, sour taste. Then they went and got their ass beat uh, against Tampa Bay. But it's like, I think they come home and Fields stunts on a, in my opinion, a beatable Niners team. I, yeah, They're I very the beatable. We got embarrassed nationally two weeks in a row with the Rodgers. I think which it's time I, to turn it back on. Remiss not to mention the fact last week that Rodgers screamed that he fucking owned us and he owned us his whole life. Um, did we talk about that? I thought we talked we about barely it. hit on it, and then I didn't hit on it when I went on my rant. So that sucked. And then you had everybody watching the Bears get decimated by Tampa Bay and having the broadcasting booth make fun of them. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen like that this week. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. That is a very intriguing matchup. I could go either way on that. I'm going to take Cleveland even if even if it's Keenum. I, I also am going to take Cleveland um, because Keenum 
made me so happy <laughs> last week. I love watching him play. I I loved him as a Viking, and he's a like I said, Vikings legend forever and ever for what he did for the squad. So here's a fun one. We have Philadelphia at Detroit. I'm looking for Detroit to get their first win in this one. I love that pick. Oh, I love that pick. That's hard though. Where is it at? It's at Detroit. Oh my god. What's Philadelphia's record? Uh is it like two and five right now? That's how, that's what that's probably Yeah, two and five. God damn it. Oh I'm so NFC North proud this week too. Um Yeah, that seems like a win for the Lions, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I had my pencil hovering over Philly. I was like, "Is he gonna? Is he gonna flip? What's he gonna do?" Then we got Tennessee at Indianapolis interdivision matchup, where Tennessee is doing extremely well, and the Colts are kind of on the up and ups right now. However, I think Tennessee beats the shit out of Indianapolis again with Henry. Yeah, I mean it's got Henry is Henry Henry runs for touchdowns and throws touchdown passes. So I'm, I'm he sure that. does. <laughs> Cincinnati at Jets. I think we both have Cincinnati. We do, especially especially with Wilson being injured. They're gonna go with some fucking nobody. Joe Flacco. It's maybe. Mike, is it? Wait, who's Mike White? He's starting for somebody this week. I think, yeah, that's so. That's what it is. I couldn't remember okay. his name. He played QB you know for Kentucky who, like four or five years ago. I do think. you know Mike White? That's the name of like the the filmmaker who uh, plays Ned Schneebly. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, that guy's super famous. Like he he just did um, that show on HBO. The fucking oh god damn it! Now I can't think of what it was called. Succession. No, that's Adam McKay's. Yeah, I um, knew that was Adam McKay. What What's the type of show? I watch a lot of HBO Oh, it's shows. that one with Sidney Sweeney in it. It's the one with... Uh, oh, motherfucker. I, literally, I feel so fucking stupid. All right, well, you look that up. I'll keep going. So the next... We have Cincy in that one, I assume, right? You got Cincy over of, Jets? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, White so, Lotus. White Lotus, okay. I couldn't so we have... <laughs> I haven't watched that one. There's a lot of good HBO shows. Rams at Houston. I've got Rams. Not even going to think too much about that. No, don't think too much about that. That's Rams as well. New England at Chargers. I think that could be a nice, fun one. But I like the Chargers, even though they've hit a little bit of a skid after being super good. Then they had a bye week last week. So, yeah. Off of a bye week. It's New England at Chargers. The Chargers lost two weeks ago. Then they had a bye week. I like them coming off that bye week for sure. New England good jacksonville at seattle Ugh. what do i think about that jacksonville coming off a of bye week seattle arguably playing kind of shitty with gino um i'm still not gonna take jacksonville i'm taking seattle i'm also not going to take jacksonville <laughs> Seattle. washington at denver both teams underachieving I like Heineke. I do too. I'm gonna go with Washington. I am going with Denver. These always sound so good to me when we split on paper, and then you usually win the lion share every week, and I feel like I'm no. a fucking idiot. Uh, no, Tampa Bay, good. 
No, no, not even. I just am like, uh, sometimes I get lucky, sometimes I don't. I'm gambling a little this week. Tampa Bay at New Orleans is the best of the afternoon slot, in my opinion. That's going to be a really good game. However, I think Tampa Bay is the fucking juggernaut this year, and yeah, I definitely really you can stop I like Tampa them. Bay. They're the juggernaut. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have to say it's Tampa Bay. The night game. What's the night game, Luke? It is Vikings Cowboys on Halloween at, night at Vikings. On Halloween, I've got on on All Hallows Eve. I got Dallas in this one. My wife's birthday. You know, Aiden, that's a logical pick. But let me tell you why it's the Vikings. Is it because Cameron Dantzler's gonna finally get to touch the grass, touch it's, the field? It's, it's just so it's on. Just so it's on record. I'm not gonna sit here and say our defense is gonna be able to uh, hold Dax Jock the whole time. Like if we don't get uh, the pass rush, maybe. But you know, our secondary is. So it's solid. There's some holes. There's some holes. Uh, but I do think that the the I mean, how many digs do you have on the field? You can't cover Jefferson and Thielen every play. I'll say this: I think both Dak and Kirk are going to throw three touchdowns. But however, Kirk is going to throw one of those two digs. Uh, Pick that's six. Very, that's very funny and cool. Um, very cool thing to say. I think uh, I, there's no doubt that Diggs will probably pick Kirk, and I wouldn't doubt that he gets a pick six, but I think um, as long as Kirk doesn't have a freak out and just and, and, and deals the way he's been dealing, like, it, you know, like I said, the way Jefferson and Thielen uh, both run routes, one of them is going to be open, and if they're not open – somebody else is going to be. It's just like that's that's how big our offense is right now, and I think people are counting that out. And then if, if Dalvin's healthy, which he should be coming off a bye, he's fucking godly this season. You guys are both coming off of a bye, which is very intriguing to me. Godly, but let, and I'm just saying, man, and look at our losses. Like, we are 3-3. Three and three. Our losses are to the undefeated Cardinals, barely. Uh, our losses are to the Bengals, who are fucking great, and it was an overtime, barely. And then, uh, who's the other one? Um, I can't think of it. But regardless, it's like, I- I'm not one to be like, well, you know, we almost won, but at the same time, I'm like, it's not like we were getting blown out for the most part. So, Hi. I was looking for what your schedule was, but it kept trying to sell me tickets. I'm like, I don't need that. I, I think that we're, there's a world where we could easily be, you know, like Cleveland know, five, five and one. You lost like, to Cleveland. Yeah. Was it close? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, it was 14. I blacked seven. out. I blacked out. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I blacked when, out. That's when Kirk got the ball back three times with like two minutes. And left couldn't, and still yeah. And couldn't score. seal God it. You're right. You guys, <laughs> as opposed to the bears who have been absolutely fucking embarrassed on national television, the Vikings haven't been embarrassed. They've no. been in every single game. They've We're been in against even good teams. Team. We just got to put it, put it in the fucking win column and stop being so sneaky. It's not time to be sneaky anymore. Let's get wild, Luke. New York Giants at Kansas City for a Monday night slop fest. Don't be crazy. Don't be crazy. Don't be, don't be. Last week, I thought I was being smart by picking Kansas City. Yeah. These Giants just beat the Panthers, Luke. They did. 
What's going to happen Monday night? Is Pat going to lose to the Giants? No. Is Daniel Jones going to like a, like show that he is the guy in New York City after that great catch? Do you know how much I'd love that? I'd love it. But is that what we're going to be talking about Thursday? Is how we Definitely picked Kansas not. City, but they got beat? And not only that, they got the brakes beat off them? We're not fucking getting transported to another fucking reality, man. Ah! I've it's, got... It's the Chiefs. Kansas City. Yeah, it's the Chiefs. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. You're going to go down and pick. that is the weekly slate brought to you by Luke and Aiden Bull, um, NFL Mio. That's where we're at. A lot of football yeah. stuff happening. Is what there are, any other... What's our split? What's our split this week? Because you could make a stride. I feel like I went different on a few. One, two, three, four, five separate, five different. Mm, if you hit on all those, Aiden, you're gonna you're gonna slice that gap. Whoa, we're halfway there. Don't talk to me like I'm a fucking child. Don't be condescending. I'm not. I'm not Don't talk to me like that, you fucking prick. <laughs> oh, buddy, you can really do it. Don't uh, don't don't fucking pat me on the dick. I'm patting you. It's a good dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's fucking close it out were there any other oh my cat is so cute right now were there any other notable storylines you wanted to hit on because um, it's not just matchups there's there's narratives flying around there's been so much going on um no i think we hit pretty much everything that i was well, thinking well let's i know we got we got to get going do you think i think the bears should be but probably won't be sellers at the deadline we won't be on air again until after the trade deadline do you think the vikings should or will make any moves no i don't think there's any moves to make um really you don't think you could pick up like a good like slot receiver for like on the cheap there's gotta be some guys floated around i think you could maybe get like christian kirk from arizona for like a fourth or a fifth he's they have so many wide receiver threats on the Cardinals. He's, I think, in the last year of his rookie contract I to flesh out well that set. wide receiver core. I bet we don't do anything. I think we're pretty well set. I, our wide receiver core is like fleshing out. Like we got that. We got uh, KJ Osborne. Yeah, I, I like Amir Marset. I like Amir Marset, but who's the uh, Didi? My boy Didi. Like I think. Does uh, he even play very much? I hardly does, ever he, see him. Westbrook. He does some. He does some returns, uh, but. I, I think that he's a value. So weird he that he, upside. so weird that he, if I'm not mistaken, played for Oklahoma and his name's Dee Dee Westbrook. And then you have CD lamb who also played for Oklahoma later. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah. Get real accurate. Those are similar names. Aiden. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to beat your ass. If you keep talking <laughs> to me like this. All right. For NFL Mio, I have been a condescended Aiden. <laughs> I have been kind of a dickhead. Luke. Bye. See We're going to fucking uh, hash this out. Vikings. It's my wife's birthday on Sunday, so like, I don't know how much of this game I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be fucking riding Pirates of the Caribbean and shit at Disneyland. Happy birthday, Taylor. Yo, um, ho, couldn't yo, ho, couldn't have a more... For me. You couldn't have a more selfishly timed birthday, in my point of view, than oh, you a prime time. You get Halloween <laughs> and the Vikings game. Like, it's like, cool. oh my God. So not only do I not get to make it all about Halloween, it's got to be all about you. I get my, my first primetime game of the year. I don't even get having, to fucking watch them. Having the Vikings be on primetime and me not watching Against it. the Cowboys, which is a fun matchup. No, listen, having the Vikings on primetime on a Sunday night versus the Cowboys and me not watching it is 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 the spookiest trick-or-treat of all. 
You know, like yeah. that's 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 the most haunting thing that could happen. So what a Halloween. All right. Have a good one, guys. Happy Halloween. <laughs>